driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing? I'm Emma, with 10 years of the marketing industry experience, two degrees, four awards, and a whole heap of learnings along the way. I'm here to be your marketing mentor and tell you everything I wish I'd have known to give you the skills and confidence to become a superstar marketing manager. And I'm here to be your biggest cheerleader. So pour yourself a cup of coffee and let's do this. Hello, welcome back to a brand new episode and I am following on directly from the episode that launched last week, which was your cheat sheet to learn trade marketing. So today we are gonna get all into trade shows or exhibitions, I'm gonna use those words interchangeably, and I definitely think this is more B2B, but there is instances that it could be B2C as well, it just depends on your industry. And similar to the episode before this, I fell into this kind of marketing. So even if you don't think you're ever gonna do this kind of marketing, you never know when it might fall across your desk and be something that you are responsible for, especially if you're a general marketer or if you're in a smaller team or if you change jobs, this could very well be something that lands in your lap like it did with me and I've got some stories to share about when I did this marketing. Plus, I also think that it's just good to know just general how it works and what goes into it because I think that one of the reasons why, in my humble opinion, that I am a more successful head of marketing is because I've done so many random channels that now when I'm building my plans and building my team and building my resource, I then understand what goes into the channels to then figure out how much budget we're gonna need, how much time things takes and all of that stuff. So this is just another marketing channel to tick off. And while this is probably more event marketing, a bit more like logistics based, it still probably is gonna fall within your marketing team. And so, let's talk trade shows. Similar to the episode before, I'm gonna do a classic definition of what the internet tells me a trade show is. A trade show is an event held to bring together members of a particular industry to display, demonstrate, and discuss their latest products and services. Major trade shows usually take place in convention centers in large cities and last several days. I can confirm they are always in convention centers in large cities and last several days. I actually agree with this definition, but I do think that it's not necessarily gonna be just B2B. And the three kind of different areas that I've experienced was in trade shows. As I mentioned in the previous episode, industry specific. So say you are in beauty, there potentially could be big, big trade shows where lots of people from the beauty industry go. And then the people that go to the events are like the buyers that go around and select who they want in their stores. This is really common for food and drink and more specialist places like boats, all those kinds of things where your buyers are going to be people that are going around and they're going to be then stocking your products so that's much less like it's not for the joe public it's it is for people that are in that specific industry and they're going to be there the next one is if you are in an industry but you have a specific like powerhouse brand that you're associated with so it could be a wholesaler that's hosting a big big convention for all of the retailers to go and attend and again look at the different options and see what they want to stock and the third one which i've done is an exhibition which is 
actually for D to C. So the people going around are just members of the public. And you see this more around like wedding shows, gifts, fairs, food festivals, those kinds of things where the people going are going to shop. And so you're not really necessarily looking for a big listed deal, say, to get into Tesco, but you are gonna be like selling on the day. And so it's much more of like a pop-up shop, but you've already been given your audience. So I quite like that because it's kind of a fun way to uh, do a pop-up shop, but not have the stress of getting your audience there as well because the footfall is already done. The difficulty is I think with when you're gonna be doing an exhibition, which is more for D to C, is to ensure that whoever the footfall is, the, the public, it is gonna be your target audience. With that, you also need a substantial amount of footfall to make it worth the while to be paying for everything that it takes to go into an exhibition, but also making sure that you're gonna sell or if brand awareness is a bigger motivator than you than products sold on the day, then it could be actually something that is in your tactics, even if you're not gonna make a profit on that actual day. Anyway, I digress. When I was given this channel, I was handed 25 different shows, which were all a variation of the three that I have just mentioned. And that was 25 shows in a year. And I was just kind of handed it and it was like, figure out to me what was what, what to do and kind of make them happen along with other marketing channels as well. So what did I do, I hear you ask? Great question. Firstly, I sat behind my desk and panicked and had a little crisis for about 10 minutes, did some deep breaths, <laughs> made myself a coffee, and I was like, okay, how would I tackle this if it was just any other marketing plan? or a project plan, or an event plan, like what would I do? And the first thing I would do is make a plan, which it kind of says it in the name. And so that's exactly what I did. I got all of the different shows, I got all of the dates in a calendar. I made a new calendar because I knew there was gonna be different things that would be on this that wouldn't necessarily be in other channels. Like you're gonna need completely different things and what you're gonna to need to make Google ads for this. So I just made it completely different, completely new and had all of the dates, all of the shows, all of the locations in. And then as I kind of figured things out, I like added extra columns to then know what I needed to like tick off. So within that plan, I had columns for dates, paperwork, stand information, people that would be going, any products that we would need, any logistics, kind of all of those three things. And essentially all of my usual marketing project staples were in there. So the big three were in there. The big three are your time, your people and your budget to make this happen. So once I'd kind of got like the, the bones of it and it was by no means complete, I then kind of went on like a fact-finding mission to fill it in and, and get started. The first place that I looked for is what was existing from previous years that could help me. So had we gone to any of these events before? And if so, were there stands created? What were the stands? Who were the people that ran it? Is there anybody that still is in the company that I could talk to that had been and could give me more information? Or like just looking in like folders and shared drives and figuring out if there was anything there and then kind of deducing it from that. I then broke it down by quarter, so it didn't seem as much of a bigger task. So I was like, okay, if I just work on a three month process, I can then make sure that these first three months are nailed and then move on from there. Kind of every time a month was up, I then like extended it to the month that was naturally after it. So I was always like working in three month segments, but I didn't just get to the end of three months and be like, okay, what's the next month? Because then you'd be absolutely in a terrible place for 
your fourth month because you hadn't been looking at it. Tried to figure out basically, yeah, everything that was going on and I genuinely didn't have a clue. I was just trying to figure it out as I went. And I remember so clearly, I think I was in the role for about three weeks and I had a meeting with two account managers because a couple of the first couple of trade shows were with their brands. And so they were talking at me across the table, like telling me everything that I would like need for this show. And they kept talking about shell schemes. And I was like, shell schemes, like fuel schemes, like what is a shell scheme? And I, I didn't have a clue, but they were talking to me as if it was like the most obvious thing in the world. So I literally sat there, got through the meeting. I wrote a million notes. I just kind of absorbed everything. And you better believe I got back to my desk and I just Googled so much. I was like, what is a shell scheme? What is space only? What is Velcro panels? Like what are all of these things that they're talking to me about that I had no idea about? And honestly, if you'd have seen my Google search history, like for that week, you would have been like, Emma, what were you doing? Like I was a marketing manager. I wasn't a trade marketing manager, but I was just figuring it out. And I just kind of learned so much and learned from people that had done it before me as well and just scribbled down a million notes. So definitely note-taking and Google saved me. And for anybody that wants to know what shell scheme is, it's pretty critical to know this if you're going to be doing exhibitions. So essentially, another definition for you, shell scheme is made up of vertical pillars and horizontal beams which capture panels to create walls. So basically what it means is you're basically buying a space that already has the walls and so the shell scheme is those actual walls or like a frame on the stand that then you can just put your artwork onto the walls. So it is a bit more of a cheaper option. The other route that you could go on is space only, which basically means you're literally just given like a floor print, like a space on the floor, and then you've got to make the walls. That is better if if you've got more money because then you can like make your whole stand bespoke. But if you have less money or it's a smaller kind of stand, maybe it's just two meters by two meters or three meters by three meters. That was kind of like the max I went, three meters by three meters for shell scheme. Then you'd get those walls and then you'd put the artwork on it and then cue my next problem that was like, oh, how does the... How does it stick onto the walls? So, oh, then I went into a whole world of learning about Velcro and all of the different kind of manufacturers that make all of these shell schemes for you to make it a lot more easy. So they are out there. And as I said, I just discovered all this on Google. So like I was literally faking it till I made it. Like, do not think people know all of the answers. I was just figuring this out as I went. After I'd figured out, okay, so then I needed an extra column in my plan of shell scheme or space only so I'd know what direction I was going into because they're two different routes and depending on the route, then you need to do different things. But except for like the actual space, there are some fundamentals that you need to figure out for either kind of stand. So whether it is shell scheme or whether it is stand only. So I'll go through those things first and then I'll tell you after the difference things that I found that I needed for shell scheme or space only. And again, caveat at 10 minutes into this podcast, this is just purely my experience when I did it. The only thing I've looked up on this episode is the definitions that I've told you. Everything else is just sheerly my experience. If I'm missing anything, I'm sorry. This is just what I can remember off the top of my head. It was a couple of years ago now, so I'm trying to figure it out as I go to remind myself. 
starting off for me was like the most important thing was once the booking had been made. So firstly, had the booking been made? Who had done the booking? Had it all been paid for? And was all the paperwork sent in? You can't necessarily send all the paperwork in to begin with because your paperwork is basically gonna be including your stand design your risk assessment, bane of my life risk assessments were. And also if it's food, you have to fill in like hygiene sheets as well. You'll also need to tell them if you need power. So that might be things like fridges, TVs, laptop, but you can't necessarily tell them that until you've planned what you're gonna be doing. So as long as my first kind of port of call was, okay, have we paid for the stand and what is our footprint of the stand? And is it shell scheme or is it space only? Once you've got those answers, you can then park the rest of the paperwork needs that you might need for a while, and you can go back to problem solving and figuring out what you need. The first thing then that I would do is what products are we selling? Or what products are we showing off? Nine times out of 10, we weren't selling, we were showing. So it was like, okay, what do we need? What products, which flavors? Are there new flavors? Is there a Halo product? Is there a reason why we are going to this trade show? And what is that reason? So this is a really good question that you need to be asking the account managers and being like, okay, I'm here to help. What is the goal of this trade show? Could it be that we want a new product to be in all of these stores? And so the entire showcase is gonna be focused on one product and one flavor? Or do you wanna just show the whole variety of what we have? So you need to figure out that once they've decided, and if it was a bit more general than that, I would always pick our best sellers and then any new products that we had. Then I would always make sure, big thing to do here is make sure that you've got your orders in early. So if you're gonna need the product, make sure you figure out how much product you need and then order it. I know what you're gonna say. How do you know how much product to order? I haven't got a clue. I used to, literally, I remember when I first started, I was trying to figure out how much product we needed and I didn't have a clue. So I used to over order massively. I'd be like, uh, well, we need X, Y, and Z. And it's a bit easier to figure it out for trade shows when it's B2B because you're probably gonna be giving away much less product than you are if you are selling. So it's a bit of trial and error that one, I'm sorry. But also it's kind of also led by like how big your stand is. Do you have enough places to store it? And how long is the show? So if the show is two days, you're gonna need a lot less product than if the show is five days. The next thing I would make sure is that the staff were booked. So whether that's internal staff and external and their logistics, was anything that I needed to do or were they all sorted and did they know when and how and what they were doing? I then looked at if it was shell scheme or stand only. And either way, I basically was like, what is the key messaging that we're gonna get across? Because that would then depict kind of everything that would go on the stand, any props that we would need, and also any creative that was going to be on whatever the design was gonna be and making sure that I knew what the key messages were because that was like fundamental to attracting people to the stand is what are you saying? Then the other thing that I would always figure out is if we were sampling, how are we gonna sample? And again, like what do we need to order for that? After that, I would make sure, oh, big, big caveat here. Do not forget to book seats. I learned this the hard way when I was standing up for eight hours and me, I'm a desk girly pop. I literally sit in an office. Like I am not made out for standing up all day. And we did a three day show and I stood up for every single day and I learned my lesson. And ever since then, every time I do a trade show, I always make sure I book seats. Always book your seats. Promise you it's a lifesaver. Are you struggling to know how to create a multi-channel marketing plan? 
or if you want to take the next step in your career to becoming a confident, successful marketing manager, the course that I have created will take you through how to create a comprehensive marketing plan for whatever your industry and whoever your target audience is. Simply visit marketing-nuggets-school.teachable.com to get your hands on my newly made course and If you don't like it, it's a 30-day back guarantee. After that, then I kind of go down, if it's shell scheme or space only, they need different things. Shell scheme is much more simple. You might have a set of artwork that then is gonna work at lots and lots of different trade shows. And if that is the case, make sure that the creative is mostly brand only, has a display of most of your products on there and has your key three USPs on there that are, make sure they're B2B USPs as well. And then you've kind of done that and it's kind of like sorted and that's kind of all you need for shell scheme. And then what you can do by knowing all that is you can then go back and fill in all of that paperwork that I mentioned and you'll be able to book any power if you need it because you'll have a bit more of a plan then on what you're gonna actually be doing and presenting. If you are space only, this is much more of an investment. And in my experience, I worked with stand builders who then kind of looked after everything, but you kind of need to go with them with an idea of what you want. So if you want a shop environment or if you want specific shelvings, if you want a TV because you've got things to show digitally, what kind of signs do you want hanging? How are you gonna get your brand across? Do you want a particular sign, especially for your brand? All those kinds of things, you'll work with them and, and they have lots of experience. So like, I literally just like pick their brains and like, do I need this, do I need this? Like I just literally, they help me so much to figure out what I would need. Also, storage is so important at trade shows because you're gonna be in the middle of a hall, which has literally got nothing. So when you're building your stands, you need to make sure that you're building in your own storage for all of those products that you have so that you have it safely somewhere and it's not on show. And that was always like the thing that I always used to forget. And I'd be like, oh, we've got nowhere to store the products. Like you can't just keep them in your car and go and get them because you could be in the middle of a hall and it could be like a 20 minute walk to your car. So make sure that even if it's just like chests or cases or like a big cupboard, whatever it is that you have got storage as well. And then you work with the creative team once the stand builders have given you back like the templates of what your stand is and then they come up with the creative. And I always used to like the designs that were the most bright and that the higher the stand is, then like the uh, the brand messages went higher because obviously you've got to think about the logistics of where this is going to be in the middle of a hall. And so the higher the creative is, the more eyes are going to see it from further away and the brighter your stand is, then people are going to be drawn to it better. Obviously that needs to work with your brand colours. So a couple of other things then is pre-show days. So along with all of the logistics that you're sorting, is there any marketing that you need to do? What is the plan with the audience? Do you need to tell any of your key audience that you're gonna be there? Or are you good? Is someone else sorting out the audience? Are the show planners figuring out all of the audience and all you have to do is show up? They are the best shows. I love not doing any marketing when it comes to this because I'm so preoccupied with making sure that the stand is amazing, that it is really great if you are attending a show where your audience is already done. But say if you've got a couple of like key accounts or key buyers in mind, 
does the account manager want to send them like personalized invitations and say, hey, I'm going to be at this stand. Do you want to come by and see me maybe for a set 15 minutes? Or do you just want to let them know where you are so they can come across as well? Definitely recommend even if it's just pinging emails to a couple of key influential people in your industry to let them know that you're going to be there and if it is B2B, obviously I encourage the people that are have the connections to be posting about it on LinkedIn and saying when and where they will be at what shows to help give it a bit more of a push as well. Additionally, have you thought... Is there a media section? So I've been to shows before where there's media attending and they have like a VIP section. And could you send sample PR boxes there if you've got these sample boxes, which I've spoken about many, many times, which is basically just a nice way to sample your product. Could you send some of them to the media section as well? Then on show days, I'm gonna finish with my top tips that I have learnt this is what it is for the actual day if you're going. One, make a roster. Who's going to be at the stand at what point? Who's going to be there the day before helping to set it all up and make sure everything is on point with potentially the show builders as well? Who is going to be there on every single day and make sure that you have enough staff to cover breaks as well? These days are really, really long days. You could be literally standing up for eight hours, as I mentioned, and you're like on the whole time. And so having like a couple of extra people then really helps to alleviate the fatigue that people are gonna get. And also consider with this, how big is your stand? If your stand is very, very small, you might only need a couple of people, but make sure there's kind of like a third person that's potentially working, like not on the stand that then can cover the breaks. If you have a massive six meter stand, you're gonna need a couple more people. And so it's just kind of really thinking that making sure that you've got that roster in place. It's something that I feel like people don't think about doing. And then it makes such a difference to like the well-being of people when you actually make that. And my recommendation would be a good mix of marketing and salespeople as well. I don't really need to say this, but wear comfy shoes, 100%. Make sure you've got the comfiest shoes ever. Make sure you've told people what the uniform is. Do you need to provide them t-shirts, hoodies, like branded anything as well? Make sure all of that is sorted. Then have you considered data capture on the day? It depends on your goal for this. You might not necessarily need it. If it is gonna be professionals there, B2B, is it just something as simple as giving that your details? Is there a simple way that they can do this? Is it the classic business card or is it scanning a QR code? You're gonna be able to follow up with any potential leads after the day. And then my final piece of advice is have you got somebody there to capture content? It could be something as simple as someone snapping away for social on their mobile phone, making some TikToks, Instagrams or LinkedIn, depending on your audience. Or when we've had massive stands in the past, I've literally gone as far as booking a videographer slash photographer, like both, and make sure they've captured some really amazing content of like the details of the stand, of the people, of interacting. I just really find that that helps with content further in the future. And like, you've put so much heart and soul into these amazing trade show stands that after a couple of days are gonna be torn down and you'll never get that time to capture the content as well. So investing a bit more money and just getting somebody to come and professionally capture the moments, the interactions, but also just the small details of the stand, I found then I can use them for 
much, much more content in the future. So I really, really recommend that. But obviously there is a cost to that. So even if you can't do that, just have someone snapping some social. Definitely before people come to the stand, as well as when people are on the stand, do not just take your images and your videos when it's open. Make sure that when the show is closed, when the stand is deserted, you have plenty of time to get some really cool images and videos as well. So there you have it. That's a world that I never thought that I would get involved with, but I actually really, really enjoyed it when I just figured things out and got the help along the way. And you can definitely figure out this channel, but it is really helpful, especially for where you are trying to get listed and when where in your industry they do have these kinds of exhibitions. It's definitely a really nice complement to a whole marketing mix. So it is a helpful one to have the knowledge about to figure out if it is something that you want to put into your marketing plans for this year maybe. So I hope this helped and I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.